On today's episode of The Food Code, we talk about how life ain't fair and coming to terms with the fact that life will never be fair, how we need to shift our perspective to start seeing things differently and start overcoming the struggles and stop being the victim. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators, and this is The Food Code. Happy Friday. Yes. One Friday closer to one warmer weather. Chicago is bipolar. No pun intended. So when I edit the podcast, you say this every time we start. <laughs> you know, uh Yeah. It's like three, three podcasts we're talking about the weather. <laughs> what were we just talking about? I can't even remember. It's Friday. We're recording this on a Friday. And by Friday, I feel like my brain is just not as sharp. <laughs> we jumped around from the conversation about Mind Pump and Tony Robin to Mariano's and grilling out at your house tomorrow <laughs> to, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Client calls that we have this afternoon that we were. Yep. There's been a lot of topics that we've discussed in the past five minutes. <laughs> so Andy Frisella sent this email out a few weeks ago and it talked about like anybody who is very, very successful does not multitask. And so every day as I am like squirrel braining, I'm like, bring it back. Bring it back to the one focus. Look at your calendar. What is my calendar telling me that I am set to do right now and put everything else aside? Because it's really important. Like it's really easy to let your time just like suck the day away from you if you don't manage it. And that's why we live and breathe by our calendars and this is, you know, one thing that I still struggle with. I've gotten a lot better. It helps a ton from a productivity standpoint, and it helps me keep my brain on track. I don't have ADD or ADHD. Maybe I do. I don't know. But I have a squirrel brain to where I'm like thinking about five, six different mm-hmm. things. And this sucks because sometimes when I'm reading, like I was reading last night, and I was thinking about things that I need to do today for clients, and I'm like, stop thinking about that. It's nine o'clock at night. We're not oh, working gosh, right yeah. now. I, I find too, this happens when you become a mother. Oh yeah. I think it's just like this transition that your your life and body and mind take to where you're constantly thinking about way too many different things. And it's it, it's I don't know. It's challenging. It's, you know. <laughs> I think all the time about like our children and what I have to do to get them ready in the morning and what we're going to do with them when they get home and all the all the things. Yeah. All and then the I things. think about like, okay, do I have enough diapers to go to school and the pull-ups now to go to school and also keep it home and the laundry, the yeah. never-ending cycle of laundry. I know. I actually folded two loads last night. I need to fold another load tonight and then I need to do more this weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've I've come up with a plan to reduce the amount of laundry. So as you guys know, Beck and I work from home. We usually wear like nice tops, but most of our bottoms are leggings, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was going through like two to three pairs of leggings a day because I go to the gym, those go in the yeah. dirty laundry, right? And then I wear my leggings and then I usually like change into like my pajamas or something. But I would always wear, or I would always put my leggings that I just wore 
working into the laundry basket. Now I've decided they're already kind of dirty and I'm going to the gym to sweat. I've done that sometimes. I'm going to wear them the next morning. So I'm hoping I can reduce, mathematically, I should be able to reduce the laundry by a third. (laughs) (laughs) And Liz and I, speaking of leggings, we're going to Emily Frisella's Women in Business Seminar this summer, which I'm so excited about. And on the thing, it says you cannot wear leggings to the day-to-day stuff. Like Mm -hmm. you have to wear business attire. And I was like, I don't own any business attire anymore. Because I got rid of everything that I used to wear to Allstate because it's like, I don't know, seven years old at this point. And yeah. so I was like, I'm going to have to get some new pants. I'll probably wear dresses, especially because it's going to be it's summer. gonna be summertime. Good point. Maybe I'll wear some dresses and I won't have to buy as many things. Yeah. And we can wear those dresses to other places. I'm really, really looking forward to it. I had registered to go a few years ago. And then when COVID, no, um, no. this was the year that Marcus was uh, being born. And then mm. he was having to be born three weeks early, which is essentially a week after the seminar. And I'm like, there's no chance I should be driving or flying 36 Mm -hmm. weeks pregnant, you know, to go to this. So she was super awesome. She's like, yeah, we'll just refund it and hope to see you. And then yes, you know, COVID hit or whatever. So we are really very, very excited. And hopefully we will get there early enough to be able to tour first form because if you guys don't know, we, um, you know, love first form products. We talk a lot about them. Um, They're greens, they're reds. Every day we take And then I love their um, level one protein or formula one protein is really good too. And I'm actually going to order their collagen. So they have a natural collagen that's made with stevia. They have a salted caramel, which I think is going to be fantastic for coffee. So um, we do have a link in the show notes to get you guys free shipping uh, for life if you do decide to try anything from their products. But we love them. We love the values. We love their belief system. And that's why, you know, and we their, their um, headquarters are amazing from what i see mm-hmm. it's just like next level which you know with andy Frisella, you would expect he's he's next level with anything um so i i hope we have a couple friends that work there um i'm hoping that one of them can I, one of them can maybe get us in for a little tour mm-hmm. yeah that's my hope it's on the docket so we'll see all right today we are talking about life being so unfair and here's the thing the problem is not that life isn't or excuse me the problem isn't that life is unfair the problem is the broken idea of fairness and you guys have heard beck and i talk about this before we believe in hard work and we don't believe in passing out trophies to participate in something give the trophies to the people who work their asses off and show up and crush mm-hmm. and if you do not get first second or third place go back to the drawing board work, work harder. harder come it's- back compete again this has been, and I think that Liz and I both are fortunate because I, I think a lot of this is how you're brought up. Um, Liz and I both have parents. My dad ran, started and ran his own business and it became very successful. Liz's dad did his own um, firm, law office, law yep. office firm. Um, and so we saw hard work. I saw what hard work looked like for my dad. I saw him build it from the ground up. My parents, like, we were not overly wealthy when I was growing up. Um, I mean, we did fine, but we, you know, ate the typical, like my mom would make potato chip casserole. I remember. And like, I was not given a car when I was 16. It was like, you can drive my minivan from my, which scarred me for life. I swear to God, I'll never own a minivan. But <laughs> um, my, my friends would like fight over who didn't sit in the front seat. Um, but you know, I wasn't given like my, my, I was fortunate that my dad saw hard work through sports. So I played sports and I didn't have to have a job um, if I played sports, but my sister had to have a job. She did not do sports. So that was like the trade-off. Um, but yeah, and so I've seen hard work and I was surrounded by that growing up. And in my you know fitness endeavors, I that was 
the product of hard work was you were successful and you, you know, you put in the work and you had to do it a lot of times by yourself when no one's watching. And even when you did put in the hard work, sometimes things still didn't go how you thought they should go or how you, you know, expected them to go or what you think it should have happened. It's the hard thing about life is that it's never going to hand you anything. And when you think you have control over it, you're probably going to get hit in the face with something else. And that hard work is what the only thing that you can hang your hat on. That is what I have learned in, you know, my 33 years of life, which I'm sure is less than some other people listening, but in that time, the only thing that I can count on is the work that I put in. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing. I want to lay my head on the pillow every night knowing that I showed up and I gave it my all mm-hmm. and that I showed up in a way that was better than yesterday. And listen, that doesn't mean that every day is perfect or that every day is better than yesterday or mm-hmm. that is better than, you know, last week, but I did something each day to grow or develop so that I can continue evolving as a person and be a better coach, be a better wife, be a better mom, be a better citizen, you know, yeah. that gives back um, in this crazy world that we live in. And so it's pretty crazy. Like, if you think about it, like, what if the world like was actually fair to everyone? Like, what if life was actually air, air quote here fair to everybody? Like, no one would fancy anyone who wasn't the love of their life, right? They would never experience heartbreak. Companies would only fail if everybody was evil. Relationships would only end if both people, you know, died simultaneously. Hopefully, this does not happen to anyone. Um, or raindrops would only fall on bad people. Like, only things happen to people who do bad essentially, right? Well, that's not the way that world works. And a lot of us get so hung up on like how we think the world should work that we don't see how it actually does work. But here's the hard truth today is like facing that reality might just be the key to understanding and unlocking your understanding of the world and come with that comes with your potential, unlocking your potential and realizing like Nothing in life is given. Nothing in life is fair. Everything in life is earned. And there are things that happen in your life that are tragedy. You know, mm-hmm. we, Becca and I have both lost people in our lives. I lost my mom. She lost the baby. Like there's people in our lives that are struggling and battling, you know, illnesses, cancer, disease. But at the end of the day, we still continue to love them and to show up to be a better person for them. And I often think about, you know, when my mom was passing, we had a lot of good conversations and like, what would make my mom proud? And instead of taking that, woe is me, this is so unfair. I lost my mom so young and I want to, you know, resent my sisters and my brothers because my mom actually got to meet their kids. I chose to just keep going and to do things every day that would make her proud and to be the person that I know that she would be proud of. And so understand that we're not saying that, you know, nobody goes through hardships and we're not saying that life should be fair or unfair in any, you know, one way or the other. It's just understanding that the way that life works isn't fair. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to anybody because even the most successful people that you see winning have put in the work. They have had tragedies in their life. They have failed mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of time, but they keep getting back up yeah. and they keep showing up and they keep putting the work in. They keep going back to the drawing board. Okay, this business didn't work. Let me start a new business. Like Tony Robbins, how many businesses does he have? Like 20 something? I don't know. I think that there's statistics out there that talk about how like the t- you know the top 5% of people monetarily in the world have failed at least like five businesses Mm -hmm. and it's something ridiculous i'm totally butchering those statistics but it's basically showing you the bottom line that people that are extremely successful haven't not experienced failure 
they've just looked to overcome it. And that's what I kind of think of. Like, you know, those people in the world and your life that always seem to be winning. They always seem to be succeeding. They always seem to be, you know, getting things going their way. And then you have the other side of the coin, the people that there's always something wrong. They're always telling telling you about what's going on in their life that's not fair or that, you know, this this happened to me. Woe is me. You guys, the only powerful and cool thing about victimhood is overcoming it. It's the only good thing about victimhood. Being the victim your entire life, like if something happened to you that was a horrible thing and you're still talking about it 10 years later and you're still living in that victim mentality of this is why I haven't succeeded, this is why I don't have what I want because this happened to me. No, like Ed Milet says, life happens for you. Life does not happen to you. It happens for you. And so you have to like, what when we lost the baby, I, of course, I grieved. I had a couple weeks that were really dark. Like we, you know, for those of you that haven't listened before, we found out at 22 weeks pregnant that the baby brain didn't develop, heart didn't develop, um, and basically wouldn't survive outside the womb. I had to birth the baby. I had to go through full labor. I had to be in. And so like that process was very hard. And for a couple weeks, it was dark. And what I gathered from it was I can help other people get through this by talking about it by getting back to my day-to-day life because grieving and being the victim and you know having that sorrow that's not helping me it's not helping me become different and better and more in life it's just holding me in this place of darkness and so i'm not saying that you know oh get over it like you know these hard things happen to you that's not what we're saying here it's shifting the perspective shifting this perspective of what's happened to you in life and then starting to look at things differently starting to look at these hardships, starting to look at these things that happen as opportunities to overcome them, opportunities to become better and stronger because of it. I am stronger because of it. I know I am. And so what I Liz was talking about Tony Robbins earlier, I was listening to a podcast the other day that I, I had no idea about, that, about this about him. He has a tumor at the base of his brain and it was discovered at like the age of 35 or like even younger, I think, um, when he was kind of getting his big start in his, you know, motivational speaking and all of that. And he went to a doctor that told him to, he needed surgery right away. Like you need to get this, you know, removed. And he was like, well, is it causing any harm? Is it, you know, is it tumorous? I'm sorry, is it cancerous? Is it, and it was there, it wasn't growing, but the the surgeon obviously wanted to do surgery on it. He went to another doctor that wanted to give him medication to help with the blood vessels so that they didn't get to a size to where he would have a heart attack. And he's like, but my blood vessels are healthy right now. And he kept challenging. He kept, you know, like, maybe this is here for a reason. And what it was is that tumor was pumping human growth hormone into him. Kind of like some bodybuilders pay thousands of dollars every month to get human growth hormone. Like he had naturally had this human growth hormone that was allowing him to recover and keep up with this crazy lifestyle of like 12 hour long events, Saturday and Sunday, every weekend and recover and be able to do that. And so the perspective shift for him was maybe this is my, what has allowed me to have this purpose in life to help people, to be able to keep up with my crazy lifestyle, to be able to do these things for people versus, oh my gosh, I have a tumor. And then stopping your life and doing these things that might end your life or completely limit your quality of life. Like we have to change how our perspective is on hardships and on quote unquote unfair things that happen in life. Because saying that they're unfair and being upset about it doesn't change the fact that they're there and you have to do something about it. Yeah. And so I think when we think about this from 
a fitness and nutrition aspect. There are some individuals who are genetically gifted that they can drop weight pretty quickly. They can build muscle pretty quickly, but that's a very small percentage of the population. Mm -hmm. While many, many other people, no matter what you see in the advertisements for Beachbody or somebody posted about (laughs) keto, you name it, there are a lot of people, I'm going to say about 98% of the population that work their asses off to maintain and it, you know, achieve and maintain a good aesthetic look, right? A strong, healthy body. They go to the gym and they train four to five days a week. They track their nutrition, right? They focus on a nutrient-dense diet and limiting some of the shit foods that are out there. And so understand, like you might be sitting there saying today, well, this is unfair because Sally did keto and she lost 50 pounds and I've been working on my nutrition for two years and I've only lost 20 pounds. Okay, well, I'm sure there's a lot of things inside of there that haven't been done properly in terms of like the strategy or levers being pulled, first of all. But second of all, is like you have to be willing to be patient and take aggressive action at the same time because just because Sally was able to drop 50 pounds in however long that she's been on this keto endeavor doesn't mean one, she's healthy. It doesn't mean two, that she is going to keep it off. And number three, it doesn't mean that Sally looks good because she probably just lost a bunch of muscle mm-hmm. and you know, fat at the same time, instead of actually just losing fat and now getting down to a place where she has a lean tone physique, but she's also has a good, strong, solid foundation for her lifestyle habits. Mm -hmm. That's one of the biggest things is like when you take these extreme approaches and you're wanting to just, you know, short term, lose the weight, recognize that what you're doing to get there is one, not sustainable. And two, that path is not teaching you how to do this after the diet ends. And this is one thing that we get really frustrated with because no, it's not fair that you have to work really hard. I get it. I hear you. I have to work really fucking hard every single day, especially with Hashimoto's to manage my nutrition so I don't blow up to over 200 pounds where I was before. It's not fair that my husband gets to eat pizza and wings and burritos and loses weight while I'm over here eating my chicken salad and I'm still fighting for that half a pound a week loss. Like it's not fair. But at the end of the day, I also have shifted my perspective to not be angry about it. Instead, I find joy in the journey and I feel empowered by showing up for myself every day and doing the hard things that make me feel good and make me a better person and help me grow and develop. And all of the physical change is just a byproduct of that. Mm -hmm. So if you're bitching right now because what you're doing isn't working, well, then maybe we need to look at the plan that we're doing, accept that this isn't fair, that somebody else has it easier for you, and then get relentlessly committed and aggressively patient. Yeah, absolutely. Aram we had on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and he posted something that day that was amazing and such so much truth that was like, if you do not want to change much, you don't want to stop drinking once or twice a week. You don't want to, you know, give up sugar. You don't want to be going to the gym five days a week. You don't want. You guys have got to be realistic with the fact that you are probably not going to stay the same. You're probably not going to see much change because to see physical change later in life, I'm not talking when you're 25 and you know you cut calories for the first time ever and you lose 20 pounds easily. No, I'm talking about when you're 40, 50 years old. You've dieted 15 times in your life already. You have inconsistent eating habits. You kind of work out, but it's not super intense. Like you're going to have to make drastic changes to see change. And that can be unfair to you. That can seem like that's not fair. That's not what I had to do in the past. That's not what other people seem to have to do. It's the reality. And that's what Liz was talking about. Like, it is sure it's unfair that our husbands can eat differently and not gain a pound. But in my mind, oh, well, that's my reality. That's, you know, if and for me to not be in tune with reality makes me crazy person. 
that's me just deciding that life isn't fair and I'm just going to sit here and be sad about it. No, I'm going to do something about it. If what I'm doing, I feel like is a lot and it's still not working. That's reality. Guess that's my slap in the face. I got to do more. It's not, this is stupid. I'm frustrated because what I'm doing, I think should be working, but it's not. Well, those are your feelings. And I'm sorry, but unfortunately, your feelings aren't in line with reality. And so we have to get in line with reality and we have to decide that, okay, I got to do more. I buckle down and do more. I have to work harder. I have to level up. Every time you diet in your life, every time you try to change your body composition, you're going to have to do more. It's just the reality of how our bodies work. They do not, they create new baselines. They create new adaptations. They create new things that you're going to have to conquer because of all the things you've done in the past. And so realize that the hard work that you have to put in to get to where you want to be, you're going to have to keep up with. And you're going to probably have to work even harder to keep up with it at some point. And so it's the reality. Get in line with the reality of it all. Because sure, we can argue all day about what's fair and what's not fair. It's not going to change the reality. It's not going to change the reality of what actually has to be done. So do you want to live in reality? Or do you want to live in your world where you like to believe what is fair and what isn't fair? I would just end it with, you know, thinking about you can be resentful to the fact that life is unfair or you can buckle down and get the results that you want because you got in tune with reality and you realize it's only up to me. I am the only person that can make a choice to be resentful or to get results. Yep. And I, I, I will say one last thing. We're, we sound kind of harsh and that's okay. You can think that we sound harsh. That's fine. But when you'd relentlessly do these things and you do get the results, because you will. When you work your ass off and you know that you've put in the work and you've done what needs to be done and you get the results, thousand times over worth it. How I feel and how I show up for myself and what I've done for myself, there's no other feeling like it. I remember the days where I sat and was angry, was angry about what I wasn't you know, seeing with my body and the change. But once I just decided, you know what? Oh, well, I got to do the work either way or I get to sit and be unhappy. When I did the work and I got the change, there's no question I would do it 10 times over because of the proud level that you get to and the you know pride that you develop in your actions and in your results. It's always worth it. So know that, know that it's worth it at the end of the day. It's hard. It's always going to be hard. It's never going to be easy, but it's worth it. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.